Welcome to episode 215 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. In this episode, I will be talking to AJ Richardson and Victoria Urquhart. Before we do that, I wanted to mention, you know, we're already in the second week of December, and that means that 2019 is drawing to a close. We're already seeing retrospectives of both the year and the decade and in the media and all of that. And, you know, as we move towards the end of the year, we're getting closer to the anniversary of the first episode of Stageworthy back in January of 2016. And that means that Stageworthy podcast is in its fourth year. If you've enjoyed the podcast, whether you've subscribed or you're an occasional listener, I would love it if you could help spread the word about Stageworthy. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, it's super easy to do that. Just do me a favor and rate the podcast there. If you leave a five-star rating, you will help new people find the show. But also, you know, according to the Canadian Podcast Listener Survey, the most common way that people find out about new podcasts is from their friends and family. So if you know someone who you think might enjoy Stageworthy, tell them about it. And if you tell somebody, let me know about it. You can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. And if you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PhilRickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. As I mentioned, my guests are Andrew Joseph Richardson and Victoria Urquhart. Both AJ and Victoria joined me to talk about spur-of-the-moment Shakespeare's Shakespeare in Hospital program, as well as the end-of-the-season gala, where you can not only see the full production of this year's Shakespeare in Hospital show, but also it's your chance to raise a glass, as well as help support spur-of-the-moment theater. You have two chances to attend the gala on December 12th and 13th. For tickets, go to Shakes Hospitals 2019 bpt.me and I will put that link in the show notes what does directing for Shakespeare in Hospitals look like? So directing for Shakespeare in Hospitals is different than directing in like a traditional theater setup in that the focus really has to be on the text, on the relationship of the characters, and um, not so much on the spectacle of it all because, mm. uh, you know, the performance space might be about the size of this table. Yes, yeah. Uh, and so... It's more about proximity to another actor, mm -hmm. uh, the angling of one's like one's body towards their scene partner, mm -hmm. which t can tell the story. Like if they're on the same page <coughs> or if they're mm -hmm. if they're not, and uh, you know, <clears throat> really deliberate uh, physical action. Uh, it's almost like television acting yeah. too, like really mm -hmm. subtle stuff, uh, and yeah, that's that's gonna tell more of a story than. You know, like I, I'm from an outdoor theater background mm -hmm. mostly recently. Um, so it's it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Audience for one. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is that sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes you're you're performing to a group of people, but sometimes you're performing in somebody's room. And yeah, so you exactly. may have even less space to work with. And they might have had surgery that morning. Yeah. So you know, it's like those people are. Like just looking for an escape, you know. <laughs> yeah. if, if they want to see, <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know, uh, a, a hospital volunteer will take <clears throat> the actors around mm -hmm. and uh, and ask the people first. So it's mm -hmm. not like all of a sudden the bursting out of the bed. Oh now. my god! Oh my god! You just came out of surgery and there's people coming in and they're like, "Hey, yeah. do you want to see a show?" <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yeah, so people are you know the, the it's usually the the person and and if they have visitors like from family members or mm -hmm. friends or whatever they'll also enjoy um some of the the work that the actors provide mm -hmm. be it a scene or a couple of monologues from the actors but you also i mean you're also not i mean these are compiled scripts right they are on a theme where you're taking bits and pieces from from Shakespeare plays and creating something that never existed before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not like you're working, you're not sitting down and saying, ah, Taming of the Shrew. You're not doing that. Yeah, you're yeah. just like... 
yeah. creating something new. Yeah, this year, last year, and I think next year, uh, uh, Spur of the Moment is mm-hmm. trying something where they're creating a new narrative, and that's uh, that's pretty cool because you know it's first it started out with scenes in, in mono, mm-hmm. and uh, over the last few years, it's, it's kind of strung the the idea of stringing in a full narrative. So if you see all the pieces at once, mm-hmm. it tells a bigger story, right? Um, and so that's really cool to explore. So it's like it's kind of like treating this text mm. which exists. Uh, and taking what you might think about it off of it mm-hmm. and approaching it like new text yeah. with profoundly amazing poetry. Mm. Um, and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's figuring out, you know, how, what kind of conceits do you have to make, uh, to leap away from the, the original text and how much of the original text uh, is inferred mm-hmm. by your knowledge of it mm. uh, that like that we want to keep, right. you know, uh, mm. as far as the relationship. So sometimes um, characters uh, will like it'll be determined like this character is this character's parent, and you have to like that's inherent. And mm-hmm. this doesn't necessarily say it in the scene, but uh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Tori, one thing we've talked a bunch of times, and I don't think I've ever asked, like, where did this the idea of creating a new narrative from from Shakespeare to 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 examine a different theme come from? Um. Well, honestly, like part of it came from this guy over here because mm. I, I mean, seeing all the work that that AJ does with Ruff and dramaturgy mm-hmm. and like Frankenstein,ing and then um, and then in 2013 we worked with directors who were were interested in Frankenstein,ing as well. Um, and, um, from there, my interest kind of grew from, oh, I like how that blended together to, Mm -hmm. oh, and I can see how different scenes blend together with to, oh, why am I not just writing a whole new story? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. and it starts with a theme or a, or a thematic question. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it grow that then it grows to a, a, an overall like a narrative with mm-hmm. a full story and and a very specific question. Yeah. Um, what what was the first the first of the Franken? Uh, what did like when you first the first? So you were in like the middle of a three a three year cycle, and the yeah. first so this is family, and the first one was home. Um, yeah, home. yeah, and uh, next year is. Uh, how do we choose to remember love mm. uh, or uh, how do we carry love with us? Mm. I prefer choose to remember love because all three of then all three of the pillars are focused on choices mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. really gives agency to our audiences to, uh, to rediscover, um, reflect, mm-hmm. uh, reclaim who they are mm-hmm. Um or, you know, rewrite who they are, re- yeah. remake who they are. Um, for some people who we talk a lot about, um, audiences, uh, in, in healing states who are, um, who are, are at risk of losing their sense of self, losing mm-hmm. themselves yeah. in this process that is healing. Um, and a lot of, I feel like a lot of the way that, that our institutions and facilities are set up, that, that, that becomes a part of that process Mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, and the best way to, uh, to, to fight that and to combat that sometimes is theater, um, because it gives us a moment to reflect on what has been and what can be, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, everybody sees theater for so many different reasons, and why not? Why not? Yes. Yeah. I mean, losing yourself in the healing process is something, I mean, I've been thinking about it, because there's a number of people, surprisingly large number of people in the theater scene right now that are, like, having, like, working through different forms of cancer, and undergoing radiation therapy and chemotherapy, and having, like, so many surgeries. And I saw a post just today about how how completely they lost themselves in the process of just chemo. So to, 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 to be in like a, a space like in a hospital 
losing yourself to that and then have somebody come along and like give you something mm-hmm. is and as long as you're in a state when you're you're able to accept that can must be a very magical thing for for that that and, person and like it doesn't have to be that they give you something huge. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be that they give you anything at all. It, mm-hmm. it like like you said, it it does depend on on whether you're open to it or like. Mm-hmm. For some people, it is an absolute gem that they that that marks the cornerstone of their lives mm-hmm. and their identities, and that's amazing. For others. It was just a nice breath of mm. fresh air. It was yeah. just like a little breather, or it was, you know, it was <coughs> some idiots walking into some room doing God knows what. <laughs> How ridiculous was that? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, again, we see theater for so many different reasons. Um, it's it's not it's not meant to cure people. We're not here to cure people. It's not our responsibility mm-hmm. to cure people with with our theater. Um, it's not our responsibility to 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 make sure that people have a good day um it is our responsibility to to offer yeah this material as uh as as a form of theater and as as such as however folks mm-hmm. wish to take it yeah mm-hmm. um and for some people then it then it does become that and that's yeah. amazing and that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. AJ, have you been to any of the hospital performances? I did. I went yeah. to Mount Sinai um, <laughs> uh, last week, a week before, uh, and and watched them do their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I directed this uh, thing uh, five years ago, <laughs> and worked on it another time too. Um, and so it wasn't my first time going to the hospital, but it was, you know, that not only do they do private room, but they also go to like a community room mm-hmm. or something like that. So they went to, um, you know, a ward and, and called some patients who were mobile to come in and, and, uh, see if they liked it, you mm-hmm. know, if they wanted to. And yeah. some of them stayed for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Some, some of them came and went. Um, uh, yeah. And, and so it, it wasn't like they they didn't have enough time to do the whole version and they, there's even a 30 minute version there's a 30 minute version and a 60 minute version mm-hmm. and they didn't even have time to really do the 30 minute version so they were just kind of doing I'll do this piece I'll do this piece and then the other actors were like okay I'll do this piece mm-hmm. and this piece and so they ended up doing the the Romeo and Juliet balcony scene because every actor knows it yeah uh, in our team we have a special edit of it and uh, so the actors were working with uh, they, they ended up doing it twice because, you know, the, uh, the audience changed while we were performing. Sure, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, it was pretty fun. And, and then for the one person that stayed for the whole thing, uh, they got to see other actors doing it. You nice, know? yeah. And, uh, there are more, uh, women than men, so they could see wh- what would happen, you know, with, with a scene with two women. Mm-hmm. And, and that was cool, you know, that's, that's, uh, even the, even the one playing, um, the the one man in the cast this year is playing Juliet in that scene. Right, you know, that's um, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's a fun spin on it, and mm. um, it, it is it's different every time because it's uh, it's it's almost it's almost like original practices in the in the way that we right didn't rehearse it as much as the the scenes for the the overall arc, mm. or like didn't rehearse that particular <coughs> order, or like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it. So it's, but it's it's a staple of of uh, spur of the moment that that scene gets done every year and in, in a different way every mm-hmm. year. It's the most requested, most like, most asked for piece. I mean, that it's one of the, like. There's a familiarity to it. Oh yeah, everybody knows mm-hmm. it. At least they, I mean, everybody thinks they know it. But it's like, it's a comforting thing to hear the words that you know is like, there we go. Yeah. Even if you don't know the whole scene, you know phrases, words. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And so all the good bits are still there yeah. in, the, in the edit. It's only like two or three pages now, but, uh, um, you know, the, you still get the good lines. Yeah. Which is the important part for, yeah. for some people. Yeah. Um, AJ, what is, your, what, what is your, your theater origin story? How did you end up directing and, and, be, and doing stuff with theater in the first place? Well, uh, theater origin, I guess it was more of a Shakespeare origin than a theater mm-hmm. origin. I'm from Edmonton, mm-hmm. and uh, I grew up with my grandparents, who were both teachers, and uh, one of my uncles is, was a teacher as well. 
And uh, in grade 11, we were studying the Scottish play, mm-hmm. and I just loved this language. And I, I didn't know, you know, I'd, I'd never got excited about anything like this before. I'd had Romeo and Juliet in grade 10, but my English teacher that year was not a great teacher. Uh, even in hindsight, <coughs> uh, she was not a great teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, But my grade 11 teacher was, you know, also not the strongest teacher, but he was he was interested in, at least in this language. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I talked to my uh, uncles about, like, how, how does this... You know how what's going on with this language? I was just inspired. Yeah. And then before I before I turned nineteen, I'd read all of the books or, or all of the plays, mm-hmm. and uh, I had gone into theater school. I I never I went to musical theater school, and I, I wasn't a singer or a dancer. But I thought, oh, if I'm a triple threat, I can have three times more chances of getting hired. And so I really started. Uh, I'd, I'd been more interested in like the dramaturgy of figuring out like how to break down a cast, like how, how to 12 to 14 people play this play with 35 mm-hmm. parts. Um, and so that was always kind of an underlying thing and like acting kind of just happened by accident. Uh, and I, not anything I ever truly pursued, but something mm-hmm. I, I always, you know, had available to me. Um, and then mm-hmm. I, after I was uh, 25, I went uh, deliberately this time to theater school. Um, <laughs> so I studied at the National Theater School. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming back to, ter- to Toronto, I-, I mean, I'd never been to Toronto until uh, I finished school. And uh, so I came to Toronto and uh, started a career as an actor uh, doing school tours. And and I-, I just kind of found myself at a ceiling as far as what I could do um, theatrically. Mm -hmm. And so around, so then I I started directing at uh, the Inspirato Festival. It's a 10 minute play festival. And so I directed that for three years and like one of my plays won like the, the best play at the festival and all this. And I had a really great experience of, of learning like the first year, like I really crushed my actor. It was a solo show and, and I just crushed her with every, Every single gesture and 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 line lift and stuff like that, and I it was I just learned like okay, that's not how to direct, <laughs> you know, like over puppeteering. And uh, so then the next year, I was really more collaborative mm-hmm. with my actors. That's the year that 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 won a prize. And then the third year, I directed. Um, Ended up being the last year I directed, not because I, I was I wasn't happy with that festival, but because uh, I'd started my own company with uh, some other friends, uh, Shakespeare in the Rough, um, that same year. But uh, that other play had multimedia stuff. There was like a, a painting on the wall, which was done as like um, a live CCTV kind mm-hmm. of feed of of uh, of a nude woman lying on a bed in the in the wings. So at the end of the play, she walks on, and then everything catches on fire. That projection turns into right. fire. So it's a little more active than a gobo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I really got excited uh, directing that way, and then with working with Shakespeare in the Rough and leading an emerging artist program called the Gorilla Ruffian Squad, um, we got into. Uh, mashing monologues together mm. and creating scenes out of that. Mm. And uh, Tori was a part of that uh, in 2014. Um, and yeah, so, so I've been leading that program. Uh, next year will be my ninth year leading it. And yeah, it's just, uh, that's sort of an outlet of allowing other people to create mm. things by themselves. And, and I like to be the outside eye of them. So mm. I have a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My first question is about, um, so you said that you couldn't dance and you couldn't sing, but you went to musical theater school to become a triple threat? Yeah. Where did you get that idea from? Because uh, most people most people are already on their road to becoming a triple threat right. when they go to musical well, theater I school. I went to a sports high school, uh, and, you know, I was in grade 12, <laughs> I was going to play football, and mm-hmm. I broke my foot uh Right before the the school year started, uh, because I jumped out of a window because I was stuck in a room with uh, a couple of seven year olds, and it was the only way out. Um, I mean, that seems like a completely legitimate way to get out of her. I mean, seven year olds are terrible. So, yeah. so you know, I broke my foot, and the drama teacher found out, and then uh-huh. you know, was in the, in the shows. There you go. 
I do wonder sometimes how many how many uh, theater careers because it's not the first time I've heard a similar story. But I was sports, and then I had an accident, and so I got theater. Yeah, and like like how many theater careers started because somebody could no longer play yeah. football? I, I I couldn't be the defensive back that I was not destined to be. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, but coming out of school, you know, like nobody in my family had really gone to, uh, been involved in theater, let alone gone to college or anything mm. like that. I think my brother had done some post-secondary and, um, you know, it, it just kind of wasn't in, in, uh, in our, in our blood, like in our, you know, first generation Canadians of, of like, people ha- who have to work, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing something light like theater, which, uh, yeah, uh, that wasn't, uh, I didn't really have a, a guide. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know that, you know, what school to go to. So that was the school that was geographically closest to me. Okay. And so I, I went and I, I got in and, uh, you know, finished uh, and when I was 21, I lived in England. I was in Copacabana mm. on the West End. So, mm. you know, I could sing and dance to some degree. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I'd, I've never been in a musical <clears throat> since. I didn't really care for it. Although <laughs> my mind has opened up about them more in yeah. the last, like, few years. Mm. Um, and you grew up, growing up in Edmonton, um, and, and you had you had family that was, that was very passionate about Shakespeare. But were you able to, was there Shakespeare to see or was it mostly academic? Uh, well, you know, my main introduction to it was academic. Mm-hmm. Although in grade 12, I remember seeing Taming of the Shrew at the Citadel Theater in Edmonton mm-hmm. and not necessarily enjoying it, but in, <laughs> enjoying that uh, the actor who played Kate uh, had what wasn't the usual actor and she was acting with a script in hand. Okay. And so it was just like, oh, this is cool. Um, and like, you know, it was all big, big spectacular thing. Like, uh, when Petruchio comes in at the wedding scene, he's got like the half blue face like Mel Gibson because that was, it was like 98, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. 97, 98. And then, uh, I remember seeing in that same year in grade 12, uh, a production of The Tempest by a company called Theatre Prospero. I think still does, uh, uh, TYA Shakespeare mm-hmm. in Edmonton and they had like four actors and then they filled out the, some other parts uh, like minor parts with maybe five or six like junior high and high school kids mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I don't know if they were in all of their shows or if they just had different actors for like different shows um, but like the four main actors we're playing all of these parts. Mm. And I was mm. just like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so that's kind of part of the reason why rough shows have like, you know, eight actors tops, you mm. know, uh, we, I think we've done a show with five. We did. Uh, yeah. We did, uh, uh, our remount of, uh, of the Scottish play had five actors mm. instead mm. of the original six. Cause I wasn't in the remount <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> um, Tori, we haven't talked for a long time about the origin of Spur of the Moment Shakespeare. And uh, I just want to get back to that for uh, a little bit because um, I think way back in the day, I saw some news story about these young people from theater school who were doing Shakespeare on the subway. And that was you guys? So, so where did that, like, where did Shakespeare on the subway come from and how did that develop into Shakespeare in hospitals? I, um, I was in school and we were gearing up for Theatre Ontario Mm -hmm. and everybody was saying how in Theatre Ontario, um, nobody really calls you, um, which is not the case now. No, this is this is the this uh, the like, like the auditions you audition in front of like all these companies. Theater yeah, Ontario puts yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, <clears throat> ten, almost ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Lord, when I was <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I said, and I, I I also like I felt in my class like I was bottom of the barrel no one was choosing me mm-hmm. for anything no one no one wanted to 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 work on anything with me and everybody was talking about how they were going to go to Stratford mm-hmm. after after school and you know the end goal is is the Shaw festival and all of mm-hmm. these things and I was like well I don't know if I want to go to 
Stratford, and I don't know if I want to go to Shaw, mm-hmm. and I don't. I I know I want to work. Yeah. As an actor. Yeah. And I know that I want to do this for a living. And I know that I don't want a day job. So, I mean, there's a start. But also, like, I don't think I'm going to walk out of Theatre Ontario having any jobs mm. with the prospects that everybody else is talking about yeah. and with, with the way that all of this goes. So, I mean, screw this. <laughs> I'm going to make my own work. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then we had a fundraiser and... Um, I remember uh, one of the really impacting things that happened when I was in school was uh, doing doing uh, Suzuki and composition training with uh, with the city company, and they'd come in for two weeks after the school year, mm-hmm. um, and it was an option for people to do. And I was lucky enough to to get to do it, and um, they really reshaped uh, my perspective of what theater is, how it can happen, where it can happen. Mm. And they would often take a classical work mm. that we would need to use as a point of inspiration mm. and uh, and and uh, use it in different areas of the school, right. um, across the campus. And um, I remember uh, one of the com- final compositions that came up was performed in a hallway where mm-hmm. there was like, it was two feet wide. That was mm. that was it. Um, and I I remember watching this piece and going, "Oh, geez, like we like this could happen anywhere." And I'm moving to Toronto, and mm. this is like smaller than what a what a subway car is. And has this ever happened before? And then I like I looked it up, and it's happened. It happened once before in New York. Mm-hmm where people are much more comfortable busking. And, and I was like, okay, how, how would we make this work? And I started doing a bunch of research. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually contacted the, the not the CEO. Um, oh, I can't remember. The boss? One of the bosses mm. of the TTC. Um, and I interviewed him and I said I was doing it for a, for a project, which mm-hmm. wasn't not true. Wasn't not true, yes. Wasn't yes. not true. Yes. Um... And uh, I, I I asked him all of these questions to see if it was possible. And he was like, oh, yeah. Mm. No, like, we have people do this all the time. And, like, it's inspirations of art. It's wonderful. And mm. so long as you're not harassing anybody and so long as you're not stopping the flow of traffic, do it. Mm. And I've never had anyone from the TTC <laughs> tell me that. Mm. Um, and I've never had anyone in Toronto tell me that. Mm. So I... Um, yeah, I I I, uh, I started to move forward with the, mm-hmm. with this plan, um, and there were a bunch of people who were like, "No, this isn't going to happen. She's going to get there, and it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's no way." And I remember even my movement professor going to me and saying, "Did you get permission? Because like you should make sure you get permission." I was like, "Yes, yes, I got permission. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I have full writing from yeah. Mr. from the yeah. TTC." She was like, "Okay, good job." Hmm. Like I kind of, I kind of felt like I was being challenged a little bit. Yes, I was like, it's yeah. okay. It's yeah. okay. Um, have all the feelings you want. I'm still doing this. Um, and uh, I, I put out auditions on Mandy and on Theater Ontario. Um, and um, was Facebook Facebook was a thing then? Um, and we did a. I think a one month rehearsal period, maybe two. Mm. And the goal was, you know, we rehearse through, through May and then we perform, uh, May and June. And then we perform July, August and Mm -hmm. we do once a week. And it's all along the, the bluer line back and forth. Mm. We divide up into two teams. We each have two monologues and two scenes that we can do. And then we all come together at the end to do, a vocal exploration of some choral piece, which often ended up just being us like hanging out in a line, speaking this particular piece of text together Mm -hmm. or or, like clapping our hands or exploring viewpoints in one weird Mm -hmm. way or another. Um, And uh, yeah, it, it happened. <laughs> I was really scared. Like the night, I remember being terrified the night before that, mm. that first show being like, someone's going to stop us. We're going to get kicked off. Something's going to happen. Nothing happened. Mm. It wasn't until the last show 
on the last day where there were news reports coming in about us mm -hmm. that one guy stopped us and started to go to people being like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't really do that. And I went up and I just immediately, it was like, hi, my name's Victoria. I'm with uh, the Spur of the Moment Shakespeare Collective. We actually run this program. It's a community program and it's actually been approved by Burma Burma. So yeah. um, thank you so much for your time. If you have any questions, here's my card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, these news reporters, you know, we actually checked in with the with the TTC reps yeah. as well. Um, do you have any questions? No? Great. You yeah. know, have, have yourself a great day, sir. It was like, oh yeah. my God. Of course, of course, <clears throat> there's cameras there. And, the, you know, there's, there's going to be somebody. Right? Yeah. No. I remember we asked for donations um, from the special events coordinator mm. of the TTC. Um, and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think this can happen. <laughs> it was like, it's been happening for eight weeks. Yeah, right. So we have the permission of your boss. Yeah. Right. It's funny because they, they obviously don't, like, there's a, a lack of communication. But it's all, I, I found it interesting you were talking about, like, the, the people at the school who are like, this isn't going to happen, or people challenging you. And I think that's, that was, you know, a certain amount of time ago. And I think that, that the, the, our institutions have been slow to get to the point where they acknowledge that people have to make their own work. Right. A little bit. And um, I think it's, it's only really in the last couple of years that I've heard of, a lot of theater programs having a self-producing aspect. And because when I was in school back in, um, they were like, that was like not, I remember even being told that, you know, if you fail at acting, I guess you could always do something in like the fringe festival. Like that was like a thing that was oh, like, like it was so, like that it was so poo pooed. And this is, but this is like <laughs> back in the nineties. Um, yeah. So like, it, like it was like so far from the experience of the faculty that you would self-produce, that only people who couldn't work otherwise would do it. And, like, I mean, some of that is our, I, I feel, for me, some of that is my own perception of, mm. like, people challenging me on that, too. Um, and that's something that I've had to have to grow up with is the fact that I'm challenging myself in this mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. and being like, oh, this person hates me, when it's like, no, they actually they actually like who you are and mm -hmm. what you're doing. Um <clears throat> they may feel however about different aspects of it but it doesn't mean that they hate the work that you're doing or they mm -hmm. hate um who you are yeah um i also i mean theater school has changed over the past <laughs> yes so, yeah um but it, it uh, self-producing like my my movement prof of all people um, while while she did present this kind of challenge being like have you thought of everything mm -hmm. Um, she was also the first person to be like, good for you. Yeah. You, you're, everybody needs to create work to, to be seen. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think that is, that is the, the piece of the puzzle that the institutions were missing at the time is that like, I went to, to George Brown theater school back in the day and they were training us to audition, get the job, do the job, audition, get the job. Like that was, that was the only career they were thinking of. Um, not, nothing about self-producing. It was not even anything that they considered that you would have to or need to like, make your own work to be seen. Auditions were for being seen. And I, we've changed, the industry's changed. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like now, like, I have a really good sense of like fringe producing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I, and, and a really good sense of producing for specific audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and knowing what those audiences are and how to build more audiences or learn what kind of audience you are per performing for to build a package for that audience. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's something that should entirely be taught in a fourth year or a third year yeah. theater class, because especially even theater schools in Toronto. Theater schools in Toronto, please hire me. Um, <laughs> Just in yes, terms of yeah. <laughs> uh, the fringe producing toolkit, because yeah. even the fringe gives you that. Yeah. So, like, you can steal a whole bunch of starter pack learning mm. tools to just give to students yeah. to start there. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like, again, that is such a huge skill set that students aren't aren't quite being taught yet, mm -hmm. but are starting to be taught. Yes, yeah. P.S. Theater schools, please hire me. Yeah, <laughs> and now we, we actually we should talk about um, the uh, the gala. 
Yeah. We talked about the the gala previously. This would be probably the oh, second yeah, time people hear about it. But the gala is like your opportunity to bring this this creation that's only really been seen in hospitals uh, to an audience of of people like who are not in a hospital. Well, there has been. Um, we we actually this year we did uh, uh, we did open up some hospital shows mm. to other audiences, okay. um, and we have some folks taking advantage <clears throat> of uh, sneak peeks. Mm. We call mm-hmm. them sneak peeks, um, and they come to specific hospital dates, just like our directors do. Um, mm-hmm. And they get to they get to see the show, see what it's like within mm-hmm. that atmosphere. We give a small reminder, you know, um, we're we're entering an environment where where folks are coming face to face with their humanity mm-hmm. uh, every day, and as such, you may experience some interruptions, and you may experience some folks having human moments, just as we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to always be kind to your neighbor. Yeah. And you never know what kind of journey people are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there there have been some some opportunities for folks to check out some of the work that we do in hospitals this year. Um, and there will be that opportunity next year as mm. well. But yes, the gala is the it is the big public one. Yeah, it's the, it's that, where the general be. public can can buy tickets to see it and, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and come and see it. And the audience actually knows that we're coming. Yes, this time this time <laughs> um, you're not just showing up on the day and yeah. being like, "Hello, yeah. welcome to this yeah. program. Would you like to see a show?" <laughs> <laughs> this time, people are basically by buying the tickets saying, "I would like to see a show." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, 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 you have an audience of people who are who will be coming to this 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 event, and they are um, they're going to see it, but they're also going to get to celebrate it as well. Um, what 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 can they expect? Um, people who go to the gala, what what can they expect to enjoy uh, uh, aside from just seeing the show? Well, uh, in terms of seeing, you're going to be seeing the show itself in its full form. You're mm-hmm. going to be seeing uh, a bunch of different awkward family photos in our awkward family photo hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also going to be seeing a really cool uh, family tree that people can stick their own photos on and start to connect to other people with. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of experiencing, uh, I guess you could say you're experiencing the show as well. You are experiencing this family photo hour, um, with a lovely mix of our cocktail hour. Um, you're going to be experiencing some of the stories from, and some of the anecdotes from Mm -hmm. some of the actors' experiences over this season. Um, you're going to be experiencing, uh, some fantastic downloaded tunes tunes as one might say mm-hmm. um because I, I i don't know it's the end of the season and we want to celebrate yeah, yeah, wanna, yeah. like this is this is the conclusion of the year and so uh, a celebration is a really key part of that and this gets to be that family reunion that you don't feel half as awkward at and you don't have to tell people oh yes uh things have been great and i've been uh yep i've been uh, working at uh the day job and still working as an actor still going and auditioning and doing all of those things Mm -hmm. um you can just go and feel like yeah i'm having a good time and and it's christmas for for those who celebrate christmas uh Mm -hmm. or it's winter holidays in general and I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm here to to say yay. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the year. Yeah. So AJ, what are you looking forward to about about the gala? About the gala, I think what I'm looking forward to is uh is for the actors to be seen by their peers mm-hmm. and by my peers and by uh you know, people who can give them work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's important. It's basically it's basically opening night. These yeah. guys have been going since October. Mm. Uh, but, you know, yeah, aside from the sneak peeks, like it's, you know, yeah, people who, who see them aren't mm-hmm. necessarily theater people. Um, so this is, this is a great opportunity for them to be seen, uh, you know, to give them some structure finally, because as I said, like directing for the program, is more about text and physical proximity than actual blocking. But mm. once we get into the space, I think we've got a data, figure out some more deliberate blocking. Maybe stuff has come up 
over the course of their six to eight weeks that they've mm-hmm. been in hospitals for that mm-hmm. they might have found since uh, since I've last mm-hmm. seen them, and to incorporate that into our storytelling. Mm-hmm. It even grew and changed. Like we we just had a a, a, a touch up rehearsal just because it was halfway through, and you know the piece had grown and developed, and like new things uh, had had started to to filter in, and some moments were were. Like people were sitting in these moments and really soaking a lot of stuff in, and so we had some, we had some uh, some some tweaks to help mm-hmm. support that, and it was really it was really interesting just to see how it grew to that point. Yeah. Um, give it another couple of weeks, and we'll see how it grows to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the it's like the, the first performance I think in in Toronto for a couple of young actors in the mm. show, uh, and then the other actors. Three out of the four of them have done this program before. And mm-hmm. this is the first, well, not the first year that uh, we've had returning actors. No, no. But uh, it's the first year there's been multiple returning actors. Mm. It's the first year there's been returning directors. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, this year is going to be uh, a stronger year for it, for mm-hmm. for that experience and for that the confidence to come through the performers. And, yeah, I think it's a big step for Spur of the Moment. Yeah. Um, you, this is not the first, uh, gala that you've, that you've had. Um, are there favorite moments that you've had from previous galas or is it uh, like, is there anything that stands out from some of the previous ones? Um, always the first time that any of the actors share their stories, mm-hmm. um, in the gala setting, we, we tend to do a dress mm-hmm. rehearsal, um, to give everybody a chance, well, aside from dress rehearsal fitting to that space, um, when we can, we we uh, we give everybody a chance to say their stories mm-hmm. out loud. And I remember your year, AJ, um, the first year that Erin said her story, um, she like she knew what she was going to say and she had planned it out, but I don't like. It, she she started saying her story and she she started crying um from the experience that she mm-hmm. had had with that and it was a, it was a lovely lovely touching story mm. that i still get choked up when i talk about it and and i still reference it a lot because it's a it's it's all about um uh i individuals i i coming to terms with with parts of themselves and mm-hmm. it's all about um i you know we offer this and you you never know uh you you never know whether someone's going to take it or not but if they if they do mm-hmm. um sometimes it looks really scary sometimes it doesn't yeah um but uh, when they this particular individual uh, had a negative reaction at first mm. And then came in and shared her whole story as per why she had that reaction. Mm-hmm. And she didn't need to share that with us. But yeah. She chose to. Yeah. Because she felt comfortable enough. Yeah. And, and wanted to. And inspired enough. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, that's, that's such a gift. And you yeah. don't like, you don't encounter that every day. Um, but, uh, I, like when we encountered that in dress rehearsal, it was such a gift and it was such mm. a, like, it was such a, for me, that was such a, 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 a moment you can't like, that's lightning in a, yeah. in a jar. And I, like, I've heard her talk about it over and over again now and doesn't impact her in the same way at all. And that's, yeah. that's part of what made mm. that, that particular performance so special in, yeah. uh, in, in 2014. Um, so yeah, the the first time that people speak these stories and yeah. and share their relationships to them because those are their own, right? Yeah. Like they're going to tell it they're going to tell it in their way and what was the most important thing to them. Um and you know, we start we start with a with a fundraiser at the beginning of the season uh with folks from previous years sharing their experiences, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, this is going to be great. Like, here you go." Um, here's some of what my experiences have been, have fun. Yeah. Um, and now this is the chance for them to, yeah. to get to, to share those. And, um, it's, it's really, uh, 
it's really interesting to watch too. And I feel like such a sociopath when I say this. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting to watch uh, everybody process the program mm. and process uh, through these stories as they talk about them. Mm. Um, because again, when they tell it, if they choose to tell it coming back to uh, coming back to the fundraiser the next year or or what they choose to tell of it at the gala when it's still so fresh mm-hmm. like it's only it's it's only a few words but it tells so much of what their journey has been and it tells so much of the processing that that folks have done on that journey which I I find so inherently mm. interesting, um, and I I consider myself really blessed to get the opportunity to see that, mm-hmm. um, and I do not take that for granted at no. all. Um, and I feel like just talking about it has mm. made me <laughs> has made me take that for granted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm. that's that's definitely like one of the one of the crowning moments for me. Uh, when you did you tell one of your stories at that at that first gathering? Well, I don't really have any stories because I don't go to the hospitals. I mean, I've gone like you know each year that I've been involved, but I because as I don't perform. I remember you told one. What was my story? Um, I really need to like write a book of all of these stories. You really do. You really do need to like put like, a book out of like collect all the stories and put them out. Yeah, or like make a theater piece out of them or something. Um, <clears throat> uh, the the woman who. Couldn't see, um, wasn't fully there, and uh, a piece was performed for her in front of the nursing yeah. station. I remember that situation, but I don't, I don't necessarily remember what, uh, what was going on, though. Um, was she shouting and then she didn't shout? No. I, <laughs> I don't remember. She, you, you talked about how she couldn't see, but then you could tell that she could see or she could hear, and she mm. was responding mm. specifically mm. to that. Okay, and It yeah. was like how the veil had yeah. been lifted. That, I remember that part of your, mm. okay, your talking yeah. about it. I, I, I do remember the, the time. I don't remember sharing that mm. uh, experience. But, yeah, she was uh, the this one actor had uh, a Henry V speech, which uh, we rehearsed it in two different ways because the guy is naturally very loud and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a rousing uh, piece. And then we did it another way in which he was uh, more introspective, like he was facing death um, on his own terms. Mm. And, and he shifted because in the, in the nursing station kind of thing, maybe there's like three or four people around uh but you still you know you're in a hallway yeah um at a hospital so so you know don't get too rouse rousing so he he kind of shifted he sensed it mm. and i think that was a growing moment for that actor yeah yeah uh to, to but uh he shifted from from the the rah-rah to the introspective mm. and when he grounded himself that way i think that's what what perked the woman up huh. um who yeah i don't think had the capacity to see, hmm. but, um, you know, she was just out of her room for a little, uh, respite and was gifted with this. And then, yeah, yeah she interacted with them after too. Yeah. Hmm. So that was a nice, uh, yeah. little thing to, to observe. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I, I never, I never remember the full details or how people say it. So I always feel like when I'm saying it, it's mm. like, garbage like, <laughs> like cheesy retellings because well, also that's yeah, yeah. like cuz also yeah. you you have this you have the story received you weren't necessarily there to witness it if it's not your story you're sort of like retelling it yeah um i did that for this year for the for the fundraiser but i do have the emails that people originally mm-hmm. sent me and like mm-hmm. the things that were important to them when they wrote that out in that yeah. moment is like mm-hmm. i still i still have that those little gems yes yeah um I'm so like so glad we did that. Yeah. Um but I'll I'll never be able to say it the same way. No, of course they, not. Yeah. That they did. Well it'll be a great opportunity to hear this this year's group tell their stories at the at the gala. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I've poked my head in on uh just, just recently I poked my head in on uh, some really lovely stuff going on. Um a one one woman was uh, just sitting in her doorway 
Um, and she just kept asking for another and another and another. <laughs> um, and it started with, uh, with the momologue. We call, we call it the momologue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's a poem by Sarah Kay. Um, that's been, uh, reconfigured for our show mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, and, and she, she was like, who's that, who's that poet? That was so, that was so good. And like, can you show me something else? And we we're like, yeah. So, um, then, then they did, uh, then they did the song by Sarah Kay. And mm. she was like, oh my God, this poet, this poet. <laughs> um, and, and she was like, okay, okay, now I'm ready for some Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, and so then, then they showed her the balcony scene and, yeah. and she, she just, kind of started crying a little bit and mm. it was and and just saying like thank you and mm. and i butchered this story because i'm like standing from an outside of course, perspective no, but like folks may have a totally yeah. different retelling of that and no, it I, sounds like a like i think you told it pretty well for somebody that was watching from the outside yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was yeah, yeah that yeah. was my outside yeah. perspective um i know like what was it I, I st- one of the things that really stuck out in my head from last year was the, uh, there was there was one guy who really wanted to see it and one guy who really didn't, and the only separating, the only separation between them was a curtain. Oh yes, yes, yes. And yeah. the entire cast all filed in to the one side of the room. So we got six actors crammed around this this guy's bed. And it's, of course, it's, it's Henry V. Yes. Once more into the breach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're giving their very quiet little, little stomps, uh, for this guy. And, uh, the other guy on the other, on the other side's like being in grumpy pants. Um, and then, but again, I don't, I don't know what he was going through and all of, like, who knows? Um, and he had said no, but then, like, he's just laying there and he's listening to it. And then he's, you just, you just see his foot, like, <laughs> sticking out from the bed and he's just listening to it. And then you, you just see his foot start to go, like, boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. <clears throat> boom. Boom. And, like, and it starts to get more rallying and yeah. more and more and more. And they're being quiet as, quiet as the grave while yeah. they're doing this. But, but this guy who said no is now like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and they all, like, they all said thank you to the guy in the, to the one guy in the bed and they start to walk out and then you just see at the end of it this huge smile on this guy's face. Yeah. Mm. I'm just, I'm just going, this was, I just got my own piece of theater right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You can't read, like, I don't want to touch that yeah. moment. It was so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like you see that stuff and, and you see that stuff in hospitals and it's just as much mm. like you feel like it's just as much a, a little piece for you, even though you like it's very humbling because it's not for you. Yes. Right? Yeah. But you, you're yeah. so lucky to, to chance upon it. Mm. Well, thank you so much, you guys. It was great. Thank you for thank coming you. over. Thanks thank so you. much, Phil. This has been a Homebody Productions production.